1: Back to another edition of the Night Report podcast. I'm your co-host Mike Broadbent. Joining me is Rutgers beat writer Chris Nowaski. Chris, we're going to talk training camp today. Uh, we're entering. We're about to finish up week three of training camp, so there's a lot to talk about. The the team has their second scrimmage tomorrow, I believe. So that's on Saturday. So a lot's starting to get clarified. But before we get into that. Uh, This podcast is sponsored by bet online bet online is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports contests and events with first to market odds and lines find reviews for every news find reviews and news for every league including major league baseball NFL NBA NHL combat sports esports and even golf bet online continues to be the top online resource for all your sports information from live in game betting props and futures uh head to bet online today or use your mobile device to join today and make your first sports bet use our promo code believe 50 that's bleav A V five zero to receive your 50 percent welcome bonus and your first deposit bet online where the
0: game starts uh chris are you a sports betting guy you got any of the apps on your phone <laughs> i do i don't have bet i don't have bet uh you know bet NGM, but i mean maybe i have to with this promo right i mean i know. mean
1: 50 percent off would believe 50 so it's, it's really a deal you can't beat for sure because uh, a lot of these sites they aren't offering those sweet uh welcome bonuses anymore True. so definitely yeah, I something mean, i might have to, to, might, might, have to get, to get on that right
0: i mean who for knows?
1: sure <laughs> Uh, so training camp. Let's let's get to training camp now. Um, So you've been there three weeks. Yeah. How does the team look overall compared to Chiano's first two years in training camp? I, obviously, the COVID year we didn't really have much of anything.
0: But last, let's compare it to last year. Sure. Um, yeah. I mean, the team the team's coming along. I mean, I know in the in the preseason, the Big Ten media days, you know, Sean was talking about how he thinks this team is about you know where where he was in 2004. You know, they ran the cuts of, you know, kind of, kind of breaking out, um, you know, Rutgers has some young pieces right now, you know, there's some growing pains in some spots and, you know, depth issues in others, but there's also good, good depth in some spots. And, um, you know, the, the competitive level is really high. And that's what Shanna Wan Shanna talked about that the other day, um, how, you know, they're in, they're in the dog days of summer, but the guys haven't let up at all. They're, they're, they're working hard. They're practicing hard. Um, they're actually ex- executing at a, at a, at a, pretty high rate, pretty good level there. So um, yeah, I mean training camp. Training camp is coming along. Guys are, guys are doing the thing. Um, you know, there's obviously still position battles that are kind of un- undecided right now. Um, I'm sure we'll talk about them later. But uh, for sure. Yeah, uh, I mean, you know, week three is almost up. You know, and then y'all yeah, one, one more week left until game week already. So uh, it's it's gone by fast, honestly. But um, yeah, it was. It, it's been a hot summer too. I'll say that. It's been a. It's been. It's been a, It's been a hot one.
1: Yeah, no, thankfully the last week it's cooled down a bit, but it's been brutal so in, yeah. the, in the hundreds and the heat index pretty consistently all summer. Um, the spring was kind of marred by some really devastating injuries to, to, to Walker and to Moture. Mm-hmm. this summer. We haven't had any announcements of a season ending injury. Have we kind of avoided any season, any serious injuries through camp so far?
0: Yeah. I mean, knock on wood, um, you know, that seems to be the case. You know, I know, the Shiano and crew don't really talk about injuries that much but um you know he mentions you know the normal bumps and bruises and stuff like that um you know i'm sure they're keeping guys out you know to to make them you know stay fresh for for all the games or whatnot um but uh, yeah it seems that way you know there there's always guys off the side that are that are banged up and doing 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 rehab or you know stuff, stuff like that but um, I, think, I think when it comes to game, game week, everyone should be okay as, as, as far as I know. So I think they're pretty in, in pretty good shape in that regards. Awesome. Uh,
1: I just kind of want to run through position groups, if you don't mind. So let's start yeah. with the one that you're probably going to get the most questions for uh throughout the entire offseason until game day we're probably not going to know a starter until game day but let's talk quarterbacks so there's three main guys in contention for the starting job shiana consistently brings up three guys that's why i'm saying it's three guys yep we have the incumbent starter noah Vedral. we have the superstar uh true freshman or not true freshman redshirt freshman quarterback quarterback. and gavin gavin wimsatt and then you have evad simon who's a bit more of a wild card we did see him last year in some regular Mm -hmm. season action Mm -hmm. just tell us about how the, the group looks overall
0: yeah, I know Sh- Shiano has p- kind of played the quarterback competition close c- close to the vest. Uh you know, his his quote his quote last sp- uh, last uh, weekend for the scrimmage was like, you know, some good, some bad. So, I mean, you can't really can't really, uh, you know, take anything from that, but um you know, each quarterback has had their moments obviously. Um you know, they're all learning the offense. Obviously, you know, Noah is is a leader, he's a two-year starter at Rutgers. Um he played elsewhere in Nebraska and in UCF as well. So, um, you know, he knows the offense really well. Him and him and Sean Gleason are you know are are a tight pair there. And uh, you know, he's he's honestly a leader of the group. He does a lot of coaching too. Like not even, you know, he the, the whole quarterback room gets along and helps each other out in general too. So uh, I know Shannon brought that up the other day, which which I think is pretty cool. I and mean, obviously they're all locked in a really competitive, heated battle, and yet they still take the time to give each other tips and hey, what do you see there? You know, stuff stuff like that. So uh, but yeah, you know, going to Gavin. Obviously, you know, you know what he is, uh, sort of. I guess when he played a little bit last year, um, but you know, he's still learning. He's young, so he's gonna have some wild plays. Then he's gonna make those fresh mistakes. And uh, you know, if Rutgers wants wants to live with that, then you know, he'll be the starter. Um, Evan Evan Simon. He's been on, he's been he's been playing well also. Um, and Alshiano called him a sleeper. You know, in the early in the summer. Um, you know, I, I I think he's been I think he's been playing well also. he has he, you know, he can throw it, he can use his legs, um, maybe even, maybe even better than, than, than Vigil possibly. So, um, you know, all three quarterbacks have their moments, like I said, and, um, I really think that it's going to come down to, to, you know, game week, game, game day, game morning. I don't know. So, um, I mean, who knows? I mean, Shano has been really, really, you know, the whole team is really kind of keeping things close to the vest, not really giving out too much info. So, um, I, I don't know when you'll see a starter announced, but, um, my guess would be sometime, you know, game weeks, they can kind of, you know, get more more reps in with the first team and all that, you know. But, uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's going to be a, a battle for next week or so, and, uh, you know, we'll see how it plays out.
1: So I'm going to throw a pop quiz – or not a pop quiz. I'm going to throw a, an over-under at you because yeah. we talked a little bit about betting earlier. So last <laughs> year, Rutgers quarterbacks had – 2,238 passing yards on the season and that's including the bowl game do you think we go over that number or under that number this year
0: I'm gonna, I'm gonna I'll take the over on that one I'll take okay. the over on that one okay, um, it so all that's... depends like on the offensive line really but um there I think the receivers as, as a whole are, are an upgrade compared to last year and um which obviously helps and you know the running backs can catch the ball um yeah I mean I think I think the quarterbacks just you know having a better understanding of the offense and everything mixed together. I think, I think you'll see the over on that one. Awesome. Uh, so let's move on to the next
1: position group, uh, running back. So we, we obviously lost the incumbent starter from last year and Isaiah Pacheco who is mm-hmm. lighting up Ch- chiefs training camp, which gotta, he's one of the easiest kids to root for. And I'm sure you sure. know that just from talking to him and just everything he's gone through, you can't be happier for pop. Uh, but we have a guy in Kyle guy who's put up some, some good stats as a freshman. We have, uh, uh, Aaron Young, who is shown he's a really good receiving back and also can kind of get up the middle at points, uh, has the has the group look overall in camp?
0: Yeah. Um. So so far, you know, obviously, um, Aaron Young was hurt in the bowl game last year. Um, he didn't really do anything in the spring. Um, you know, he's coming along slowly during during training camp. Um. So in th- in that regards, Calvin Young has kind of kind of get gotten the most reps so far. Um, I know he's spoken to the media a couple times so far this camp. Um, for for whatever reason, I for some reason haven't got, gotten the chance to. Even though he was available, I must have been talking to somebody else at the time. But um, yeah, I mean, he's he's a really good player. He an really underrated guy who was kind of kind of over, overshadowed in high school. But I mean, he's been I, I like him a lot. I think I think he's a, he's a good player here at Rutgers. Um, you know, obviously, you know, Aaron Young, like I said, he's kind of coming along slowly. Um, and, and they got some other backs. I mean, obviously, the team likes where they're at in the running back room. That. Uh, you know, Jameer Red Collins moved over to linebacker. Um, mm-hmm. That, that might have been probably um, you know because of the bigger need at linebacker, um, and may, possibly he was you know further down the depth chart at running back. But um, yeah, I mean overall, I thought I, I like the running back room. Um, I know I know you mentioned Aaron Young could catch, catch the ball. I think I think Benungai can catch the ball too. And yeah, um, you know I'm sure I, I know in the preseason I talked about Sam Brown. You know, freshman mm-hmm. running back. Um, he's he's also in the room playing playing well. So. Yeah, and um, Al-Shadi sure. Salam yeah. looked really good Salaam, in the spring game,
1: too. And he's got some speed that this team doesn't have much, or I wouldn't say that. So he's one of the fastest guys on the team sure. when he's when he's healthy. Um, so I think the running back room actually, from a fan's perspective, has a, a pretty high ceiling uh, if they can hit, especially with like Sam Brown and Al-Shadi Salam and Kamenong mm-hmm. guys, that kind of tri- triumvirate moving forward. Um, but let's talk receivers. You alluded to them really kind of looking much better, uh, that's kind of buoyed by the fact that we're getting Aaron Cruikshank back, who's, mm-hmm. you know, not really. I mean, ACLs used to be such a more devastating injury, and sure. now he's back practicing almost in full about 10 months after he tore his ACL against yep. Wisconsin. We also have transfers, Taj Harris from Syracuse and Sean Ryan from West Virginia, uh, rounding out that group while also returning guys like Shameen Jones, Josh Youngblood, uh, Isaiah Washington. This
0: this unit actually has some pretty good depth. What have you seen from the receiver group this this summer? Yeah. Um, you know, new, 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 new position coach, uh, you know, Demir Shaw has really gotten them gotten them playing playing well and overall. I mean, like alluded to Taj Harris is probably the 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 leader of the group right now. Um, uh, but Sean Sean Ryan has done well. Um, you know, uh I know you mentioned I, I know that, I know one guy you didn't mention was Christian Dremel. Um yep. you know he's he's made he's made some flashy plays, you know, whether it was a spring or or, or, in, or in training camp now. Um, I know Aaron Cruikshank looks 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 good. He looks he looks healthy. Um, you know he, I know we talked to him a, co- a couple of days ago, and you know he t- he talked about his injury a little bit. How you know he was a, a, obviously. He said it was like probably the worst pain he ever felt. You know w- when he went down there, but um, it's just for him to come back and and look really good less than a year. It's I mean that's you know kudos to him for doing you know all the rehab and everything, all the healing. That he had he had to go through. I'm sure it wasn't easy. I know. I know the stat. I know Shiano mentioned that like, you know, he's like he loves to compete. He loves to practice. He loves to go go full full swing full swing of things in practice. And the coaches kind of had to kind of have to reel him back a little bit. So I mean, yep. he he looks he looks good to go. Obviously, you know, he plays special teams and receivers. So um, I mean, a bunch of other guys are playing playing. You know, Shamin Jones is is a six year guy, I think now, right? So I mean, yeah, yep. So I mean he's been there for for a long time, steady guy. Um, probably, possibly a captain choice. You know, possibly. You know, I'm, I'm not sure when they'll they'll announce those, but he's he's definitely an option there. So, um, just yeah. Overall, the 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 group has played play well during during camp, and uh, they got you know a, a lot of good talent there this year. And if, if everything if if ever if everybody can can you know play play their part, I think the passing game could could be uh, you know a lot better than than the seasons past.
1: I'm going to throw another over-under at you. I'm actually going to throw two because we forgot forgot the running back portion. Okay. So, Isaiah Pacheco led the team in rushing last year with 647 yards. Do you think the leader in rushing this year is over or under that
0: number? I'm going to go under with that one. Yeah. Okay. I think, think it's more I of a committee? More more of a committee, exactly. Yeah, I think a lot of guys are going to get touches. Um. So, yeah, I'm going to go under with that one. He got, like, four, like, five running backs, possibly, whatever, that, that can play, so – I think you'll see under with that one for sure, and and the quarterbacks might might run too, as you have seen in the past. You yeah, you know, that's Noah's true. gone out and run. Uh, you know, Wimsack can run. You know, Simon can run. So, yeah, Vedral had over a hundred rushing attempts last year. Mm-hmm. So, yep, it's exactly. just kind of
1: surprising, um, because you you know he did run, but it, when you think of it as like a you know a three digit attempt, I I didn't think mm-hmm. that. Yeah, actually, um, that,
0: that was a little surprising that you mentioned that, but yeah, I mean. It just proves it. Just it. It, it just proves the point, right? So. <laughs> yep. All right. And for the other over under, Bo
1: Melton last year led the team in receiving with 618 yards. Do you think a player
0: goes over or under that number this year? Um, I'm gonna go over with that one. I know I mentioned the the passing yards was was over, so I'm gonna go with Taj Harris. Uh, you know, being being over with that one. Um, he looked really good in the spring game. You know that the fans saw. Um, he looked like you know, a, a Big Ten solid, you know, elite. I am mean, not want to say elite receiver, but he looked like uh, a Big Ten quality receiver that uh, can definitely do, do some damage.
1: Yeah, I mean, anybody who was a Rutgers fan watched that Syracuse game last year. Exactly. He was dangerous, man, and <laughs> I'm so glad he's on Rutgers because uh, we really need it. We had a huge hole at wide receiver one, and I think he's going to be really, mm-hmm. really good. For sure. But now to the position group that everybody's talking about – offensive line so Rutgers had a huge portal class in the offensive line they landed curtis dunlap they landed willie tyler they landed jd dorenzo they landed mike chifani they lost Rayquan o'neill um but just tell us about what how the offensive line looks this off season are we going to see basically an entire new group at the starting offensive line do you think just just kind of give us your high level thoughts
0: yeah, I know uh, Shannon mentioned the other day that they're they're coming along. Uh, I know he mentioned by inches. I mean, you know, third week of training camp inches, you know, probably not really good, but I know he said, you know, it will be a steady climb throughout the season. Um, you know, the main thing is to get the starting five, no matter what position they are, and then figure out who who the backups are. You know, a lot of coaches always say, say parent, say parent and spare. So you're going to have, you know, two guards, two tackles, and, and then their backups and then then the center as well. So obviously. So um yeah, I mean the the units come along. Um, you know, they're, they're gonna have some going pains. It's probably probably the main one position possibly on offense that I'm concerned about, um, more so than anybody else. Um, you know, they they brought in an influx of guys, and you know, they're they're trying to have something stick no matter where it is and what position they play, but um overall i think the unit will be better than last year i don't know by how much um probably still you know lower in the pack and in, in in the conference um but uh you know if everything goes well you know in the, in the in the spring to be honest i thought they were better in the spring than they were in training camp uh, i'm not sure why that is maybe that's just maybe i saw more in training camp than than, than the spring possibly but uh yeah, I mean, just just overall, the unit is kind of kind of progressing. It's going to continue to progress as the season goes along. Um, you know, a bunch of guys are are bound. A lot of positions are unsettled. You know, they're still experimenting a lot. Like I said, so uh, yeah, I mean, we'll we'll see how it goes. So I have a weird over under question here for you. So
1: obviously, you're familiar with PFF grades. Mm-hmm. Um, do you think our highest graded offensive lineman this year via PFF grade is somebody who? came from the transfer portal or somebody who came, who is a Rutgers student athlete prior to last year.
0: I'm going to go returner. Returner. Okay. Go returner. Interesting. I don't want to give that a name. Cause no, no, I, I think this is that. a
1: way that you can kind of talk about things, but not talk about things at the same time. True. All right. Interesting. So an interesting Possible returning starter.
0: I'm thinking of a returning starter. There's, there's a okay. few returning starters. So
1: there are, <laughs> uh and that's that's a surprise because jd dorenzo I, I i felt like he would probably be our best offensive lineman this year so that's all that's a that's a surprisingly good thing to hear from you that uh he might not be um
0: yeah. and so let's obviously switch... you know i talked to him the other day about like you know the up up in competition and town level going from Sacred heart to Rutgers. obviously he was very good at at heart i believe he wasn't all american right so yeah yep. um but um The Rutgers defensive line has been really, really good this training camp. And, you know, obviously the town level and the Big Ten overall, they're going to, he's going to face some, some big guys. And I think just having the Big Ten experience might, might be helpful.
1: And that's a great segue into talking about the next position group. Cool. So let's talk about the defensive line. Uh, it seems like some, from what's been trickling out of camp, uh, it sounds like the defensive line is doing really well. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's tough to tell if that's because they're going against the Rutgers offensive line yeah. or is it because they're actually really good? Shiano's kind of uh, specifically talked about a couple guys after uh after practice, specifically West Bailey, mm-hmm. tell us a little bit about uh how the defensive line looks and anybody he's mentioned specifically that you can talk about.
0: Yeah, I know Shannon mentioned the other day that he thinks like about 10 guys can play, which is obviously honestly a great sign. That's that that means you have depth, that means you have depth that's ready to play now. And uh, if you if you have 10 guys that you know maybe they're good in some areas compared to others, but if you don't have but if you have ten guys who could play, that means you're not going to really have much, much, much drop off anywhere, and you know that can that can keep guys fresh, and your better guys can be even better when they're fresh. You know they're not as banged up or they're not as tired. They can you know, obviously rush the passer, stop the run, what have you. Um, but yeah, I mean, Wesley Bailey was a guy I asked Shanna about the other day. Um, he came to Rutgers. I actually in high school he was a he was a tight end first, and for his senior year he you know switched to to defensive end. And you know he really found something there. He came to Rutgers. He's gained, I don't know, thirty pounds of, of good of a good weight or so since he's been at Rutgers. And uh, redshirt freshman, I want to say, right? A third, it might be a third year guy at, some, at this point. Yeah, it sounds about right. Um, but I know obviously he the COVID year back, and I think he redshirted also. So um, yeah, I mean he's he's a young guy who has a who has a, a pretty good future in, it, in my opinion. Um, he's also talked about Ephon Major. Who was another kind of possible ca- possible captain, you know, selection there? Um, you know, he was very good at Temple. Um, he was he was banged up last year a little bit, and it was kind of in, in training camp, the early part of the season, it was kind of sent him back. But he really started playing well towards the end of the year, and uh, he's he's a good player. And, you know, he's now adjusted to the Big Ten Big Ten competition, uh, which is kind of like I talked about with J D. Lorenzo. It kind of took took Major a little bit to kind of get to kind of get used to it. Um, but I think he'll be he'll be pretty good this year also. Um, I know we talked to Keontae Hamilton and Aaron Lewis as well. And Hamilton is a guy who can play inside and out, uh, you know, started at defensive end, but he played a lot of nose tackle behind Julius Turner last year. Um, Aaron, Aaron Lewis is a guy, probably a starter. Um, he split time last year with Mike Divertov. Uh, But in all honesty, I think, think, I uh, think Lewis was kind of more effective last year and um, he's, he's only a sophomore still. So he's still a young guy, uh, very good player, long, long athletic guy. So, um, I don't know if they've really talked about anybody else, but um, you know the the union overall has has good depth. And like I said, if you guys, if you have the depth and keep guys fresh, then I think I think the defensive line could could definitely be a strength of Rutgers this year on, on defense. All right, throwing another over under at you here. The Let leader is going to be like sacks or something. The leader in sacks last year
1: was Mo with four and a half. Do you think somebody has over or under four and a half sacks this year?
0: Hmm, I'm gonna go. Uh, that that's tough. That's really tough. But I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go over. Okay. Um, maybe like a five situation. I know they kind of, you know, the the linebackers and safeties got got involved in in you know kind of kind of blitzing last year and stuff like that. Um, obviously, it, it remains to be seen with the new defensive coordinator this year how that's gonna play out. But um, I'm gonna go over and uh, possibly Wesley Bailey in mind for me since since we talked about him. <clears throat> That, uh, that was my guess too. There was a thread about guessing all
1: the leaders this year and different mm-hmm, stats. Mm-hmm. And Wes Bailey was the guy I had tabbed for the most sacks this year as well. Uh, I just realized we did forget to talk tight ends. So let's mm, just talk true. those really quickly. So we don't forget. And I uh, get yelled at, uh, so Johnny Langan obviously is returning as the starter. Um, Giovanni Haskins has moved on. Uh, we have a couple up and coming tight ends that seem to be getting a lot of hype in Victor Konopka and, um, Freshman who just came Mike, Higgins, for, Mike Higgins, Mike but... Higgins. Yep. And we also have uh, Matt Alimo coming back, talk a little bit about how the group looks and uh, I, I assume it's going to be Johnny Langan again as the starter, but I'll let you take the floor here.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Giant John, John Langan is Mr. You know, Johnny offensive, as, as everyone calls him. Um really tough dude. You know, he just played really good hands last year. Um, he's probably the, the number one guy. Um, the staff really likes Matt Alimo. You know, he's played through injuries um he's he's a he's a tough guy I, honestly he has really good hands too um I remember I don't know if I don't know if a lot of fans are familiar with this but but Rutgers has a, uh, a, a a podcast they've put out on YouTube and Matt Alima was on there a couple weeks ago and honestly I think I'm pretty sure he said he had the best hands on the team so you know he also he obviously thinks highly of himself there and, you know I think in the spring game he had a one-handed catch so I mean if he can shake off the injury bug a little bit and, you know, be healthy, I think he could be effective. He's gotten better at blocking. He's, you know, he, I know, you know Nunjo Campanelli was saying he's a lot stronger now. I think he's a junior senior at this point. Um, you know, Mike Higgins and Victor Kanapka are kind of, are kind of, kind of similar players. I think you'll see them play, play later on in their career a lot, a lot more. I mean, you might see them this year, um, but they're kind of similar players. They can catch the ball. They got to work on their blocking, but, um, Overall, I think the tight end room is is solid. Um, it's it's not great, but I think it I think it's solid. I should say. Awesome. Uh,
1: and let's move on to linebackers, which seems to be one of the weaker groups on the team based on everything I've kind of been reading. Um, <laughs> obviously, losing uh, Moses Walker in the spring is really tough. It's a tough blow. Um, not getting Drew Singleton back uh, is kind of a tough blow. Um, talk a bit about the linebacker group and what you've seen.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, the, the two main guys right now, who've, who, who Shannon has talked about and who, who we talked about to practice, uh, you know, Deion Singleton and Tyron Powell, the two of the two main guys there. Um, they're kind of, it's kind of interesting. They're on, you know, different ends of the spectrum, right? I mean, you know, Deion Deion Jennings has, I think he's a six year guy now. So he's been a Rucker since, since Chris Ash was there. Um, you know, I, I personally I think he was better than, than Max Williams. Yet yeah, they they said they kept playing Max Williams. Um, he kind of you know flashed and played played better in, in in my opinion. Anyway, uh, but you know Jennings Jennings is there. Uh, you know Tyron Powell is a long guy. He's kind of like a different linebacker. He's he's really tall. Um, he's kind of he's kind of thinner, but um, you know he got he he can play. He's he's probably probably one of the leaders I would say of the defense now too. Um, you know he's getting better. Um, Shanno thinks the linebackers have made improvement this camp, which is which is a great sign. Um, they don't have you know obviously the depth behind them, um, but so those guys are probably going to have to play a lot and the majority of the snaps. But um, there are some other guys that are playing, you know, some some walk-ons, some scholarship guys. Um, but you know the, the linebacker room is definitely green. But uh, Shano says they are they are improving. Um, I don't know what that means for for you know for game day how how they're going to play. Um, but, uh, yeah, there's definitely some, some depth issues there, but I think, um, you know, the linebackers are, are, are are getting better. Awesome. Um, I'm sorry. I I want to, I want to mention too, uh, since since you brought up Drew Singleton, I think Rutgers was, is, was really trying to get, get Drew back because they knew they had the depth issues. Um, probably most likely that's probably the main reason why. Um, but I, I think, I think he should have been allowed to come back. I know, um, there was like one more avenue that Rutgers could try and get him to come play to, to come back, um, but obviously it's not likely once the waiver was to declined twice. I think it was so, um, but yeah, I mean, I th- I think Rutgers had a had a big case for him coming back. I mean, he he declared in November. Um, obviously, he got an agent at that point, but Rutgers' season was done at that point, and then they got you know, the bowl game invite to the Gator Bowl like a week before the game, and he wanted to play. And then you see guys in other bowl games that are going to be draft picks opt out, you know. And, uh, you know, Singleton was unselfish and came, and came back when a lot of his other teammates didn't. So, I mean, I think that speaks volumes to who he is. And, and, you know, he ended up getting hurt, and then maybe that affected his his draft stock and his training. I don't know. I mean, I'm not sure if he would if he would get drafted. But, uh, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, it it was it was a shame that he wasn't, you know, being able to come back, but uh yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's a shame. Um you got to feel for the kid. Yeah.
0: Um Jersey but, kid who who wanted to come to Rutgers after everything, so.
1: Yep. Uh but let's move on to the defensive backs. So that seems to be a strength of this team. Uh Chiano is going kind of above and beyond to praise a guy like max melton saying he's mm-hmm. you know he's as talented as any defensive back he's ever coached which is super high praise especially from Shiano. what have you seen sure. from them in uh this, this summer
0: yeah there's there's a lot of guys that are playing uh, right now at corner um you know we've seen you know we saw roger robert longer being last year uh, max melton is a guy who has nfl potential um maybe this is maybe this could be his last year that's kind of maybe a stretch um considering he missed time last year as well but um, he obviously has a talent. Um, I really like Casson Abraham, who was, you know, pro football focused, you know, first team, big ten, whatever it was. Um, I think he was maybe defensive MVP of the team last year, too. So um Kassan Abraham, great. I like him a lot. He's he's kind of kind of kind of grown a lot the last couple of years, got gotten a lot better and developed. Um, there's other guys, you know, Chris Christian Braswell and stuff like that that are that are coming along. He was he was injured last year. Um, but yeah, corner, corner, I think, is in a good spot overall. And um you know, obviously, with the tutelage from Mark Orfrey, who all the guys have have raved about, and Shiano is is the is a DB guy too. So I think they'll they'll, they'll be pretty set there at, at corner.
1: Yeah, no, it seems like they just like, especially when you have a guy like Desmond Ike in the mm-hmm. bowl game, just really flash, who hadn't really played a whole lot last year. It's nice when you have what seems to be an excess of talent, because Christian Braswell, like you mentioned, was really good at Temple, but he got hurt last year. Mm-hmm. So him coming back. Um, obviously we got to replace, uh, the guy like Trey Avery, who's no sure. longer here, but I feel like the, the ceiling for the defensive back groups is, is really high this year. Um, with Max Melton potentially being a dark horse to be a first round pick, if he continues mm. his, uh, his kind of climb as a top defensive back. Yeah. So I'm going to throw another over under at you. So Max Melton led the team in interceptions last year with three. Uh, do you think the leader in interceptions next year is over or under that number?
0: Three. Hmm. I'm going to go, I'm going to go. Can I do a push? Can I do like a, a uh, yeah, can you, can, you, can, you can, uh, you is, can, you is can just that pass on this. Yeah. You can push. <laughs> I'll, pass. I'll, I'll pass. I think, I think there'll be like a tie, maybe a tie for, you know, for, for uh, three picks. <laughs> okay.
1: That's fair. Yeah. Um, And now let's move to special teams. So obviously we have, one of the best punters in NCAA history returning and Adam Mm -hmm. Corsak. So we don't really need to to talk much about him unless we just want to talk about how awesome he is. Yeah. I
0: mean, Uh, I could always talk to Adam Corsak. I'm I'm not going to lie. I'm going to, I'm going to miss that dude. You know, he's, he's a funny funny dude. You know, everybody, everybody on the team loves him. Um, He gets along with the media really well, obviously too. So, He's just overall great. He's yeah, a great, no, he, seem, a great he seems like good hang. He,
1: he was also <laughs> yeah. on one of those uh, those podcasts that uh, Rutgers yeah, is doing. Yeah, yeah. So it was nice to hear a little bit because he talked about the the what the bowl game experience was like for him. Because he's like getting onto an airplane to go back home to Australia, yeah. and he's like. He's not sure if the bowl is gonna happen, so he gets on his flight. And then when he gets when he lands in Australia, his phone is like completely blown <laughs> up with people, and he has to find a way to get back within a couple of days. Yeah. Um. But we do have a bit of a competition at kicker. We got a transfer. Uh, I, I don't even know. I I know he's an Irish guy named yep. Jude something. Uh yep. Tell us a little bit about how the kickers looked in, in camp.
0: Yeah. Uh. No. Shannon. Shannon mentioned Jude the other day. Um. After the scrimmage. Um. Um, he, he honestly has has a really good leg. Um, Shannon likes him a lot. Uh, right now, he says he's the, he's the front runner. Um, I'm not sure really how they found him too much. I, I probably should ask that at some point. But um, you know, he only mentioned about like his skill set and everything like that. But um, yeah, he's 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 a dude from Ireland. Um, he's he's got a really good leg. Um, you know, obviously they have um, a competition with you know guys like Jai Patel, Jay, Jay Patel, um, Michael Connor is there. Guy Fava as well. So there's a lot of kickers, you know, four kickers. Um, Shano said, you know, kicked in the scrimmage the other day. Um, he did he did mention for the upcoming scrimmage that they want to whittle it down to two, two kickers to the scrimmage. So um, I guess so the two guys who kicked there are kind of in the in the in the main battle. But um, yeah, I mean, just overall talking about special teams, Rucker spends a, a ton of time on special teams, and they're probably honestly one of the leaders. Uh, in the in the country for special teams, you know, kicking the ball, punching the ball, um, you, know, you know, returning, blocking. So, I mean, it's obviously a huge phase, phase of the game. And, you know, it's kind of like Pico talking about defense, you know. It's a big it's a big part of the game. You know, it could be game-changing. So if Rutgers can play well in every area of special teams, that could lead to possible, possible wins this season. Yeah, I remember when
1: the BTN crew was here, they obviously get to talk about what they see more than you guys. But they were talking about just – you know how they've gone around the big 10 they've been to places all over the country and they don't think anybody puts as much emphasis on special teams as Shiano mm-hmm. does. So obviously that is continued in his 2.0 reign. Yep. Um, and I think he led like the NCAA in block punts when he was here the first time. And I think that's, that's a number that's still, you know, we're doing pretty well uh, mm-hmm. compared to a lot of other schools in that number the yep. second time around. Is there anything else you wanted to talk about before we sign off here today, Chris?
0: Uh, don't think so. Other than, you know, just, just keep, keep it locked for, you know, the scrimmage coming up this weekend. Uh, I will be away, but, but Richie will be there. So, you know, stay tuned for that. Um, you got, you know, one more week of training camp left, maybe captains are, are announced. So that's something to look okay. forward to as well. Um, I know, I, I believe Shannon wanted to do that before, tra- before training camp ended. So, so you'll, you'll probably see that at some point. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, the quarterback battle, there's a lot of, a lot of competitions left, so. I guess we'll see how how everything plays out.
1: Awesome. Well, thanks for joining us, Chris. Uh, And this has been another edition of the Night Report Podcast. Signing off. Thank you for listening to Believe.